and then you're able to realize you're not behind on anything just because you don't use a specific skill that you know some guru on this side uses every single day, you're able to really choose what you need and what is appropriate for your lifestyle. Hi, I'm Shelby. I'm Macaulay. And I'm Clary, and this is Make Space to Thrive. We're passionate about helping women craft intentional lifestyles that empower them to achieve their most life-giving goals. So grab a cup of coffee and let's jump in. So when we launched our podcast last fall, our first two episodes covered what we called our four rules of planning. And when we were writing these rules, our whole idea behind writing them was to give women something that they could immediately jump into when they were trying to form a personalized planning strategy. So we came up with these four rules and we made two episodes about them in our last season. But since then, as we have been thinking over them, we realized a couple of things And the first one was that we had trouble remembering the four rules and we are the ones who wrote them. And yet every time we'd go to sit down and talk about them, we'd be like, wait, what are those four rules again? And that right there was a red flag that they needed to be reworked and made more memorable. And then the second thing that we realized is that there was actually a piece of our planning process that was really missing from that, um, from those four rules. So we went back to the drawing board and we wanted to figure out how we could make it more memorable, something that someone could hear about and just jump into um, very easily. And we also wanted to make sure that it really encompassed um, everything needed to build a foundation of a personalized planning strategy, a way of automating intentional living. And so today we are going to talk about our revamped um, four rules of planning, which we now call our quick start to planning, because that is exactly what this is. If you are brand new to planning, um, you're going to find this episode really encouraging because you're going to walk away really equipped with how to begin to um, formulate a personal planning strategy. And if you are old hat at planning, I still think that you will find this so helpful because as we were just prepping for this episode, each of us kept saying, this is so helpful because this is exactly what I do. This is how I get back into planning. If it's a Um, crazy season, or even when I'm in the midst of really good planning, this is the process that I'm going through again and again to get to that place of um, intentional living that is just purposeful, but also automated through um, having a planning strategy that works. So we completely understand how hard it is to grab a new planner system and to feel very unsure on how to confidently maximize that planner system to make the big changes in your life that you really want to make. So this is based on an acronym. The word that we used for this acronym is PLANS, P-L-A-N-S. So the first letter, P, pencil in what you did. It's important for us when we are trying to set new goals or when we're trying to get a hold of our time management so that we can really show up for the things that matter most to us, it's really important for us to actually understand the realities of our life. So penciling in what you did helps you to take your time blocker on your day page or your week grid and write down what 
actually is happening in your life. You can begin to see patterns. It's really good data for you to be able to create a time management strategy that actually makes sense for your real life. The next letter is L, leverage the brain dump. And we all do this. Our brains are so full of details as being working mamas with a lot of little kids. We have so many things that we're managing all of the time. And so we always leverage the brain dump. We take all those details that are in our mind and we get them out on paper in our planner where we can take them and sort them, time anchor them, and make those details that are just cluttering our mind, actually use them as data that we can manipulate and create our own time management strategy, again, that makes sense for us and tackle the things that matter to us and make progress on our goals. A, access and train your working memory. Everybody has a working memory. It's the thing that your brain activates when you go to do a task. So you're going to go throw in a load of laundry, your working memory kicks in at that point, and you go and stick the laundry into the washing machine, and you put in the soap and the fabric softener and do the settings, and you know when it buzzes, it's time to stick it in the dryer. You don't have to relearn that task every time you go to do a load of laundry, right? You already know how to go from throwing the laundry in to putting the laundry away, right? The whole process there, that is your working memory, and it's being activated at that point whenever you jump into doing a load of laundry. So When you can access and train your working memory to work for the things that matter most to you, for your big goals, for creating those lifestyle rhythms that really are important to your family, then you have so much to work with there. Your brain will get on board with what matters to you and will help you to accomplish those things in nurture a flexible mindset. We all have to have a flexible mindset. Planning is not about scripting the future. You cannot control a lot of things in life. You can only control a few things. And we want to show up to take personal responsibility for those few things very well. But when we nurture a flexible mindset, we are able to take personal responsibility, move forward with what we can control, and still hold space for those things that we cannot control and respect that we can only do what we're called to do and we can trust the results of our small faithfulness to God. And that's what nurturing a flexible mindset is all about. And then S, sharpen your time management skill set. Now, this is really important because so much time management advice will teach you how to take one skill and, you know, use that one skill in order to accomplish those things that you're trying to do. So just like cooking, you need to know what recipe you're making. You need to know what you're trying to end up with before you start employing a bunch of cooking skills to the recipe, right? You have to know if you're baking bread, you're not necessarily going to boil water and pour in noodles and add cheese. That's macaroni, right? And so it's the same way with time management. If you have a particular pain point in your life, you need to know what that is. You need to know what the solution to that pain point is going to be. And then you need to sharpen your time management skill set and your planning skills in order to tackle that particular pain point in your life. And we're going to get into that in this episode. 
Right. So shall we just explain to you the what behind the acronym PLANS, but we want to talk a little bit more about the how. How do you actually do each individual step? So let's start with penciling what you did. This is so simple, but we can't even stress to you how important it actually is for forming a very solid rhythm and getting an idea of what your life actually looks like. So you're building kind of this context of your life where you're able to visually see how you spend your time, and maybe what interruptions typically come in or when you tend to like to do certain things like, say, grocery shopping or um, running certain errands. So what we say when you pencil in what you did, you literally write down everything that you've actually accomplished or that you didn't accomplish or plans that changed or times that your child wakes up, times you made certain meals, Every detail that happens is so relevant for this exercise. You're just building a context to be able to see where your energy is spent, where your time is used up, and every little bitty thing and even all the large things that you do, whether or not an entire day was taken up grocery shopping or maybe you went to a doctor's appointment or had a meeting with friends. Or maybe the day was spent at home doing little things here and there, cleaning up after kiddos and um, taking them outside, even making your bed, anything that you want to write down. As you continue to build every day and try to practice this, you're able to see naturally forming rhythms as well as details that maybe can shift. Maybe, oh, I wrote down that I cleaned up, you know, the kid's um, basket of toys five times today. (laughs) You can uh, figure out that's probably not exactly what I want to do with that time. It's just something that you see and you think to do in that moment, you know, and you're able to shift your actions or um, just manipulate your different tasks to form a rhythm that is very much complementing what y'all are already doing in your day. And when Macaulay is talking about writing down what you did, the best place to do this if you have either our planner or the free printable is to do this in the time blocking section. So write in the times of your days, whether you do from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m., you get up earlier, you get up later, you have flexibility there on your time. And then just in that time blocker going through your day and saying, this happened at this time, this happened at this time, um, this happened at this time, so that you literally have a picture sequentially of how your day went um, retroactively. So like Macaulay said, you can begin to you know glean those different elements of this is a good time to do errands or this is a terrible time to do errands. You know, all of those <laughs> things, you learn it as you write down what happened. Right. And even if you don't particularly have our planning system at the moment, you can just grab a notebook and start writing down some hours of the day and write down every single detail like she mentioned. But when you do this, you're able to see, obviously, like she said, whether or not you have the time to go run errands with larger things like that or where small tasks will fit in, like feeding your sourdough starter and things like this. So the result of this exercise is that you're able to toss the shame and the guilt of feeling like you have this to-do list or you have this schedule that you just can't seem to morph into and you can't accomplish all of these things. Instead, you toss that shame and you look at the context of your life. You look at what you actually did and the tasks that you have accomplished, or maybe the baby was up all night or so your morning went a lot slower. You're able to see that versus not really remember the details of the previous week or the previous days. And instead, you just feel guilty like you're never being able to make any um, headway on the goals or the plans that you had for yourself. Instead, you're able to see 
what actually happened? And oh, that makes sense. The kids were sick for three days. Of course, I wasn't able to make um, significant progress on my goals or even, you know, declutter the house or do whatever the specific thing you had planned for that week. Then you just pivot and you're able to shuffle things around without feeling the shame or the guilt of just not being able to check off that task from your to-do list. And because of this exercise, you can use that motivation to propel you to form a really, really solid rhythm. You see consistencies in nap times. You see consistencies in um, just general things like meal times or um, evening rhythms. Just these portions of your day that seem to become consistent, start making rhythms that are so, so solid for you. And it's seriously as simple as just writing down the happenings of your day. You're able to just shuffle these tasks around and really start building the lifestyle that you want for yourself. This actually brings me to our next point, leverage, the L in the acronym. Leverage the brain dump. This is something that was kind of missing from our last episode that we had previously mentioned, and it's something that we actually practice so frequently. It just had to be a part of this episode. Leveraging your brain dump. We talk about this all the time. We have to get these cluttered up details, all these to-dos and goals and tasks and, you know, grab this from the grocery store. All of this stuff is just rambling around in our brain. It needs to be out on paper so we can have some clarity inside our minds. So when you do a massive brain dump, you write down every little thought that's maybe plaguing you or just, oh, I got to remember this, or my husband said to remind me this, or the kiddos, you know, all of the things, write it down. You're able to clear your mind and start sorting this particular list. It's a massive list. And actually our next episode, we're really going to dive into this. We're going to give you all the tools that you need and all of the tips that we have on how to sort this massive to-do list. But just for an idea now, it's as simple as taking all of the random cleaning tasks that's in this massive brain dump and putting them together in a sorted area. And then taking all the things you need to pick up from the store and putting it on a grocery list, anything that has to do with the kids, sorting it maybe over on the side. And honestly, our planner is such a great tool and it is what we use to really sort our massive brain dumps because the repetitiveness of using the same spread over and over just helps us to know exactly where each individual task goes, where the future goals that we have need to be pushed off to, because obviously they're not quite relevant to this day in this moment now, but there's something you don't want to forget and you don't want to completely set that thought aside because it was something that was obviously on your brain for a reason. You can stick bills and timeframes, which those need to be paid in a very specific area in your planner so you know that that's where it belongs and it's always there for when you need to reference it. Um, But this idea of sorting this massive brain dump out helps you to tackle things according to their proper time when you have the allotted time to tackle. Oh, I'm cleaning right now. Let me go look at that cleaning list. Or we're sitting down to connect with the kids. These were the ideas that I had to really be present with them or different you know, sensory activities that I can do with them. And this is the time frame in which I need to focus on that specific task. So when you organize your brain dump in this way, it just brings immense clarity to your day where you're able to focus on the task at hand and the things that absolutely matter the most. Yeah, and you can totally see them in context of everything else going on in your life. And that's what's so helpful 
about this step that Macaulay just covered. And this brings us to A, access and train your working memory. Like I said before, everybody has a working memory. It is that part of your brain that activates when you go to do a task and helps you get from the beginning of the task to the end of the task without reinventing the wheel every time, right? Well, recognizing that you already have one of these and that you can use it to help you focus and follow through on the things that matter most to you, isn't that incredible? It's such an amazing tool that God has given us and the way that our brains work and just recognizing this is how our brains already work. So you've got laundry, like I had said before. This is what helps you throw in a load of laundry and get all the way from throwing it into the washer to folding it and putting it away, right? That's what you're activating. Well, you're seeing the laundry over there and that it needs to be washed. It's overflowing from the hamper and that activates your working memory and says, oh, I've got to do that. Or maybe it's a certain time of day that you throw it in. That is what we're talking about here and accessing that for what matters most to you. Our planner is designed to help you to do that because you have written down that this is my goal. One of my goals for this quarter is to do X. So when you see that every single day, you are creating catalyst for your brain to access your working memory around that goal. So say one of my homeschooling goals is to go on a nature walk every day. If I sit down and I write that down every day and I start to do the logistical legwork around when are we going to do that nature walk today or this week, you know, how do we need to arrange the errands that we have to run this week in order to make space for that nature walk on every day? If that was one of my goals, when I do that logistical legwork, I am accessing my working memory and training it towards making that goal actually happen in my life. If I don't think about it, my brain's not going to be on board with saying this is important. And that's that's scientifically how the working memory works. The purpose of it is to filter out the things that really don't matter so that you have space and energy for the things that do matter. And so when you access and train it, what you're doing is saying, okay, well, Keeping up with what everybody's doing on Instagram doesn't really matter to me. You know, this thing over here actually doesn't really matter to me. But what does matter to me is this goal that I set. The more that you write down your goals and your priorities, the more that you are getting your brain on board to focus on what is important to you. Having this working memory that is trained around the things that matter most to you helps you to waste less energy on just trying to decide what you need to tackle next. Your brain's already on board. You're already in that groove. You're already seeking out those opportunities to make progress. And so your brain is on board and it gives you so much space for being creative and solving the problems that are inevitably going to come up as you tackle your big projects. And it helps you to keep those things at the forefront of your mind. And you'll find that when your brain gets on board with your goals and with the things that matter most to you and your subconscious starts ferreting out all those opportunities to make progress, you're wasting so much less energy and just trying to figure out what that next right step is. It just becomes apparent. And when the opportunity is there for you to take that next right step, you're already there. 
So that brings us to the N in this PLANS acronym, and the N is Nurture a Flexible Mindset. So when you think about planning, there's just that temptation to think, I will someday write down a plan, and it will go exactly as I plan, and I will have arrived, (laughs) right? That's what we all hope for. But life just rarely goes that way, even with the best of planning. When you're planning realistically, and you have you know based it off of your personal rhythms, even once you get to that point, life still throws you curveballs. You have a flat tire that you didn't anticipate. You have a child who gets sick. Um, Your daycare closes unexpectedly. All of those things that are maybe elements of what keeps your lifestyle going, they can change because they're not all in your control. And that's why having a flexible mindset is so key. If you go into this and you think, I'm going to write down these plans and I'm laying them in cement, you are setting yourself up for a lot of frustration. But if you nurture a sense of flexibility, not that you're just going to throw everything out when it doesn't go well, but you're going to go back to your planner and like we talked about in the first step, look at the context, understand what exactly happened so that you can say, okay, you know what? I had no control over that situation. Um, I couldn't have planned for that even if I had wanted to. That's how, you know, out of left field it was. Or you can go back and say, you know, we've been traveling for three weeks and I expected to jump back into this week into all my normal rhythms and productivity and I should have planned rest. And so you can you know, as you have a flexible mindset and you go back and you look at your planner, you can plan better and better and it becomes easier and easier to actually create those realistic plans. But then it also becomes easier to accept the curveballs and to understand that life is not always going to go how I think it will. And I can nurture that flexible mindset so that instead of getting down on myself for not having a perfect plan, I can understand what was my responsibility. I can understand what was outside of it that I just need to let go and continue to craft that intentional lifestyle without the baggage that comes from not having flexibility. So that is what this step in the process this is all about. It's just nurturing that flexible mindset to give you the freedom to keep pursuing intentional living, even when things are not exactly how you planned them. And the last step in this process is to sharpen your time management skill set. And this can sound a little bit overwhelming when you first hear it. So just take a deep breath. This is not about going out and, you know, trying to grab every tool, planning tool that's out there and make them all work in every day immediately. Um, We talk about this cooking analogy where when you walk into the kitchen, one, you have to know what you're trying to cook or what your goal is. What are you trying to do? And then you start saying, okay, I can utilize this skill, you know, like, boiling water, the simplest of skills, or, you know, I might need to make a roux. Okay. So that's a little bit more advanced, but you've learned how to do that. Or you know what you might, like I did this last year, decide that you want to do something you've never done before, like make pasta. And suddenly you're having to look into it and figure out, okay, how do I learn how to do this? Who can I learn from? Are there videos I can watch? Is this really going to work with my lifestyle? Or do I just sort of need to let that one go? You know, and these are the same things that you do with planning and time management skills. There are so many different skill sets um, and tools out there that you can use. Time blocking, morning rhythm, evening rhythm, um, a goal setting system, um, an exercise routine, you know, different things that you're wanting to fit into your life. 
Um, There are so many different tools out there. And so you are going to be incrementally increasing your skills for what you need in a given season. And then you're also going to completely release the pressure of trying to use all these skills at once. Nobody walks into the kitchen and tries to use every single cooking skill they have to make one meal. That would be ridiculous. No meal needs every single cooking skill. You just use what is called for in a given situation. So in a lot of seasons, you might totally time block your day. In other seasons, you may just focus on those top three targets and just use that skill to get you through. And there's a lot of different ways um, that this can play out. But as you sharpen your time management skill set, you will increasingly find that you have what you need in every situation. Um, It doesn't mean that you're going to be this planning superwoman, but it means that you'll run into an issue You'll say, okay, probably the first skill I need to use is decluttering my brain. That's a planning skill. Then you might use a skill of sorting your list, figuring out what's important and what's not. And pretty soon you'll get to your problem-solving skill sets. Um, and you'll know when you need to pull an outside help or when you just need some time to kind of figure this out. And that's what this step in the process enables you to do. As you sharpen your time management skill set, you find that you have what you need in any given situation, or you know where to ask for help when you run into a roadblock or you're trying to solve a problem or you're, you know, in a season that you're just having to go back to the drawing board, you have these skill sets that you can draw on in every situation. So I absolutely love this acronym. It's so easy to remember plans. I mean, that's so obvious, but it also just builds on itself perfectly. If you've penciled in what you did, you built your context, you know what your days are looking like and what your weeks are looking like. And that shame and guilt is gone because you see the results of where your energy went and what your time was spent. Next, you have leveraging your brain dump. You have all your thoughts on the paper and you're starting to begin to be able to sort them where they go. You have different lists here and there. You have different ideas of goals you want to tackle in the future. You have different ideas on things you can do with your kiddos and everything is finding its place slowly and not a huge massive to-do list. You've got the clutter out of your brain and you're beginning to sort it in its respective area. And then the A, you access and train your working memory. You're starting to take these tasks and these to-dos and these goals and take action on them, but you're also training your brain in a way to know what you have to do before you've even written it down. And this actually plays out so frequently in our life. Really often, I won't have to even spend very much time in my planner because I've built this rhythm and I have this working memory around how the day should look if everything you know goes according to plan. Um, this is such a powerful thing to recognize that you have and all of us have. Like Shelby said, we all have a working memory and it's just a matter of training it and accessing it. Next, nurturing a flexible mindset. This is huge because you're shaking off that anxiety. You don't have this control freak nature of feeling like everything just has to go according to plan. Instead, you know you're able to really lean into that flexibility and really let life happen and enjoy it and be present in each moment because of this flexible mindset. Obviously, we take action and we try to do the do and make progress, But if things happen that are just completely from left field and you have no control over it, it doesn't completely make you lose your mind. You know, you're able to just be like, okay, let's, let's just pivot. Let's maybe change this going to the park evening with the kiddo to staying in at home and doing a little project or even, even popping some popcorn and watching a movie, something so much more simple. You're able to just 
pivot, relax, let go of that anxiety, and know that you are still nurturing a flexible mindset. You have your goals, you have your dues, you are a productive human, but with that flexibility and that leaning into it, you have so much more freedom on creating the rhythm that really benefits y'all's life. Finally, sharpening your time management skill set. This is huge. When Shelby brought up the idea of the kitchen cooking analogy, we're like, exactly, that's it. Obviously, we do not do every single kitchen cooking skill that we have in one meal. So we're not going to practice every single time management skill we have in one day. Sometimes it's just a small handful, but it's enough to keep our day in order and going smoothly. So recognizing you're going to build a huge amount of skills for time management, and that's just a process. It can go slow. Sometimes you'll pick up some of these skills quickly and some of them will take practice and reputation, but it's just all part of the long haul. It's not something you're having to cram in in one day or in one week every single time in a consistent way. You just use them according to what benefits y'all's lifestyle the absolute best. And then you're able to realize you're not behind on anything just because you don't use a specific skill that you know some guru on this side uses every single day. You're able to really choose what you need and what is appropriate for your lifestyle. Friend, you know at your core that developing these strong time management habits can truly change your life. You have such a beautiful vision for what you know your lifestyle could be, what goals you know that you could chase. And we believe in you. We created this planner in order to equip you, to help you, to craft that lifestyle, to chase those goals. We want you to follow through on your most life-giving priorities, and you know it's going to take effort, that it's going to be a process. And that's why we created this quick start your planning method so that you could know that when you are trying to tackle something new, when your seasons of life change, when you're trying to grow in your time management strategy or even create a new time management strategy for yourself, you can just take this quick start your planning method. Start with the first letter, pencil in what you did, and you can know you are already on the way to creating a time management strategy that actually makes sense for your real life. We go through this cycle ourselves often every time that seasons change. I mean, we've got nine kids, six and under between us. We have this business to run. We have many other things going on in our lives besides just motherhood and business. We have a lot to manage ourselves. And seasons change for us often. And we have to go back to the drawing board and say, okay, this child dropped a nap. Now we have to figure out when are we going to have this time to work. And we have a lot of different moving parts. Our rhythms change and evolve as our kids grow, as our business grows, and as we grow as people. And we get more and more clarity about what matters most to us in life. This quick start your planning method is exactly what we do. And it's cyclical. Once you go through the entire plans acronym and you get to the point where you are sharpening your time management skill set, you're grabbing new skills that will help you to solve problems and tackle these projects and pursue this new goal, then as the season changes and something stops working, 
we ourselves go back to, okay, penciling in what we're actually doing in our day, in our week. And we go and we use that to reevaluate the season and to go through and leverage the brain dump and dump all of those things out, just as Macaulay said. And we go through the entire method step by step, just intuitively in our own lives. This method will become such an intuitive process of you developing this time management strategy that is truly going to help you make progress on the things that matter most to you. You care deeply about your goals. We care deeply about your goals. This is why we're showing up to help you go from taking your grand vision that you have and translating it into daily choices that you're making in your day-to-day life habits that you're forming for your week so that you're showing up for the things that matter most to you in your life. You're chasing those goals. This quick start your planning method will help you go from being unsure of how to maximize your planner to make progress on the things that matter most to you to feeling confident that you are laying the foundation for creating a time management strategy that will propel you forward in those things. If you're ready to quick start your planning, go to the show notes. We have the link right there where you can download this guide so that you have this method in front of you. You can keep it in your planner. You can reference it again and again, because like we've said, this system is a foundation. It builds on itself. It's something that you'll come back to again and again as you continue to grow and continue to move towards that planning strategy that works for your lifestyle. Thanks so much for listening. We're so excited about this season. We're going to have some great content in the rest of the podcast. If you want to follow us on Instagram, we're there at Evergreen Planner, and you can learn more about our planner system at evergreenplanner.com. Evergreen Planner.